So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. We have another phenomenal, phenomenal show lined up for you. Not because of me, but because of our guest expert, Mr. Benjamin Hardy. He is in the house. He is waiting in the wings. He cannot wait to just ooze value all over this show for you. This is the Mind Body Business Show, a show for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. The express reason of this show is to provide you with value, the things that you can do to model other people's success because Let's face it, why reinvent the wheel? Why not find someone like Benjamin who is extremely successful, listen to him, take notes, and then simply follow his lead and model his success so that you can achieve the same or even greater level of success than he has. That's what this show is all about, to bring you top-notch, highly successful entrepreneurs who have made it. And what has made it? Well, that's up for you to decide. That's an individual mindset thing, and that's okay. If you see that Benjamin has reached the level of success you aspire to reach, then maybe he's a good guy to model. That's all I'm going to tell you right there. That's right. Yes, the Mind Body Business Show. What is that all about? In my now 55 years on this planet, I spent about the last 10 or so studying just successful people. And I wanted to find out what was it that made them either as successful or more successful than me, mostly more successful. What made that happen? What was different about them? And in that 10-year walk of studying people I knew personally, uh, mentors, people I've never met through books, others who I've watched on video who I've not met, others that I just followed that I knew were successful and I would just pull in every bit of information from them. And what I found were there were three patterns that developed amongst very successful people. You might guess what those might be. Yes, mind being the first. And that is the mindset. And each and every successful person I studied that was successful, had a very powerful and flexible mindset. And we have a mindset expert on with us tonight. I'm very pumped. He's an expert in many different arenas in all considering our, that cover entrepreneurship. So this is going to be a great, great show. Can't wait to bring him on. And then body. That is literally about taking care of your physical body, both outside and in. So exercising on a regular basis and eating and drinking things that are nutritional that serve your body good. Because here's the thing, the mind and body are a team. And what I like to say is the mind and body are your team, more importantly. And if there's any one member of a team that is not operating at a peak level of performance, then guess what happens to the team overall? Yes, it suffers. And so you want to keep both mind and body operating at peak levels of performance. And then the third pattern, business. Business is multi, multifaceted, but the people that I studied over those 10 years all mastered all the skill sets that are necessary to start, grow, and crush it in business. Things like sales, marketing, team building, scaling, systematizing, leadership, the list goes on and on. I mean, on and on and on. And the good news is no one person actually has to master every single business skill set by themselves. It's really just one that helps you to basically delegate that. And that is the one of leadership. Once you've mastered leadership, you can then bring in those who have already mastered the skill sets you have not and turn them loose and do it with a system in place. So that is what the Mind Body Business Show is all about. And we're going to have a lot of fun discussing various topics in these three areas and maybe even outside of these three areas. It's very organic. We enjoy it. We like to have a lot of fun. And speaking of fun, all of these successful people also had another very uh, habitual trait, and that was they all read voraciously. They read books. And to that note, I want to quickly segue into a segment I affectionately call Bookmarks. Bookmarks. Born to read. Bookmarks. Ready. Steady. Read. Bookmarks. Brought to you by ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. 
Yes, there you see it, reachyourpeaklibrary.com. And a real quick note for those of you watching, maybe listening afterward, stay with us on the show. Do not click away and resist that temptation to go check out resources and websites because there will be several during this show. Instead, rather than do that, maybe consider taking out this old-fashioned parchment. It's called paper. And maybe this other thing that's an old-fashioned thing, writing instrument. Or if you wish, you can take notes on your notepad, on your computer, or whatever they call it on a Mac. I don't know what it's called. Apologize. But take notes and don't leave because the magic happens in the room. This happens every time. I've spoken from stage many times, and especially in those seminar events. Uh, you, you know when you're coming to the, the really meaty part, the juice, when you're on stage, and then you see people get up to go to the restroom, for instance, and you just wish they hadn't done that for them because now they're going to miss out on potentially the greatest bit of information that might have changed their life. Benjamin Hardy will do that as well. So please stick with us all the way through. Write down reachyourpeaklibrary.com. What is that? It is a site I had developed specifically with you in mind, and I am not kidding. For you, the entrepreneur, the business person that is looking to get farther than you are today, more successful than you are, wherever that is. And what I did was I started compiling a list of books that I personally had read. And I read all my books now through Audible. I listen to them. I did not start reading voraciously till about the age of 49 or so, 48, somewhere around there. And uh, thankfully, I did. And then with, with uh, Audible, I was able to get through them really quickly and absorb and retain the information much better. That's just a, the modality that worked best for me. So all of these books I personally read that are on this site, to that end, not every book I've ever read is on this site. So only the best of the best made it to this list. And as I scroll down, it just goes on and on and on. I don't remember how many are in here. It's, it's not a ton. It's a little over 60 or so. But this is a place for you to go if you're looking for that next read, maybe your first read. And just look at the list. If they're not sorted in any order of any kind, just look at the book, read the description. If it talks to you, take action and get it and read it and stop scrolling. Just get the first one that jumps out and that's your subconscious telling you that's the one you should get. If it's saying, hey, this looks good, just do it. Don't, don't go shopping for more books. You can come back later and get the next one or get it on Amazon, wherever you get it. Get the book and read it. That is my advice to you because reading has literally changed my life in great ways. Uh, I, I could not have even imagined. And I'm so glad I was given that advice early on in my entrepreneur walk. Speaking of entrepreneur walk, it's time to not walk, but run, because we're going to run with Mr. Benjamin Hardy, who is coming on right now. It's time for the guest expert spotlight. Savvy, skillful, professional, adept, trained, big league, qualified. And there he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Mr. Benjamin Hardy. How are you doing this evening, my buddy from Florida? Doing good. Grateful to be with you. Oh, this is going to be a fun ride. I appreciate you coming on. Um, before I formally and properly introduce you, I want to remind everybody who's on this show watching live with us right now that if you stay on to the end, I will reveal how you can win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort of your choosing. All compliments of our pals. You see them if you're watching this on video on the upper right of your screen, thebigindsidersecrets.com amazing amazing people uh one of my best friends in the world is the ceo this was all provided by them we give away a vacation stay every single show so stand to the end and yes there will be a time i hope very soon where you can actually take part in that and go on a vacation somewhere <laughs> where we're not locked down now to the man of the hour mr benjamin hardy in other words dr benjamin hardy he is an organizational psychologist successful entrepreneur and best-selling author of Willpower Doesn't Work. His blog is read by millions of people monthly and featured on Forbes, Fortune, CNBC, Cheddar, Big Think, and many others. He is a regular contributor to Inc. and Psychology Today and one of the most popular writers on Medium. That's big. He speaks and trains at a wide range of events. He is also training for his first Ironman. Ooh, maybe we'll talk about that. He and his wife, Lauren, adopted three children through the foster system. That's, oh, God bless you, in February of 2018. And to find out one month later, Lauren became pregnant with twins. 
So went from three to five in a heartbeat. They were born in December of 2018, and they live in Orlando. And a little birdie told me, well, I'll say Benjamin told me, uh, they're expecting number six. Lauren is pregnant again, so congratulations, my friend. Now officially, formally, I welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for coming on, my buddy. Happy to be with you, man. Going to be so much fun. So you have a, f- a phenomenal bio. Uh, obviously, have succeeded very, very well in your in your line. And one of the things I like to find out is going a little bit deeper into what brought that about. How did you achieve all that success? How did you appear on all of these uh, high-end publications like Forbes, Fortune, CNBC, and have all the, these accolades? What got you there? And what I mean by that is. Like when you get up in the morning, Benjamin, you know, entrepreneurship is super, super easy, right? We just get up, we get in our hammock, swing on a swing on the hammock and get an umbrella drink and sip on it. And everything just works out perfectly every day because we don't have to work hard. It's just entrepreneurship. And I'm being totally facetious, right? <laughs> so uh, we do, we face challenges each and every day. That's what, that's why there are so few entrepreneurs in my humble belief, uh, because there are challenges every single day and you have to be you have to train yourself how to how to handle them, and that really comes from up here. And I know you know this more than anybody, uh, Mr. Hardy, because what I want to find out from you is when you get up in the morning and you know it's another day and you're going to get up and power through it no matter what happens, tell the listeners, if you wouldn't mind, what is going on in your big, beautiful brain when you're about to start that day? You've come to, you're fully aware, you're about to hit it. What keeps you going day in and day out, struggle after victory after struggle after victory? What is it for you? It's a lot of things. I'm very clear on my future self, the person I want to be, the thing I'm striving for. And usually at this point, my life's quite set up where there's many pressing things. And so when I wake up, I already have a lot of things that I need to get done. So I I, I like to just get as much done as possible, as soon as possible, because then I'm fried and I need to go home and get to my kids. And so I think for me, uh, I wake up, I, I like to proactively get myself into the right mindset because it's not like it's just immediately there. And so I, I definitely get myself into the right environment. I journal, I write about my goals, I get myself into the right frame of mind, I go to the gym and then I start doing my my top things. You know, I start, write, uh, for me, it's usually writing either articles or writing books. And then ultimately I've got things scheduled out, you know, whether that's podcasts or things like that, collaborations, any form of service I can do. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wake up and I get myself in the right frame of mind, but I have to remind myself every morning of my future self, of the thing that I'm trying to create, of my goals, of my dreams. And so I affirm those and I remind myself of those every single morning to get myself into that state so that I can actually go and do it. So is, is journaling kind of the tool of choice for you to do that? Big time. Pen yeah, tap. journaling is honestly pen and pad. Just I think that, you know, I go and get into quiet environments. I love just journaling in my car, honestly, because I can then just go and drive just, you know, either outside the gym or in neighborhoods, but just open it up and just dump it. And just, so I meditate, pray before I journal and just get myself into that right frame of mind. And I just write and try to ignite my hope and excitement and, Mm -hmm. um, and also just regulate my emotions. You know, there's a lot of research on this, but it's also just a true thing that when you're writing about your thoughts and feelings, they clear up pretty fast. And ultimately you can direct where your mind goes by strategically writing about what you want and writing about, you know, in the, the affirmative, what you're going to accomplish that day and what you're going to accomplish in the next three years, five years, two years, however, whatever time frame is relevant and meaningful to your goals. I just barely wrote down recently five-year goals because in five years from now, my oldest son's going to be 18 and he's going to be moving out. And so I'm just, I'm now thinking, okay, where do I want to be when he does that? And we're probably going to move from Florida at that time. So I just framed out goals for like, what do I want to do for this next chapter? That's phenomenal. And thank you for sharing that because a lot of people think that mindset just comes automatic. And, you know, a doctor of psychology is telling you that he has to actually work on it every single day, that it doesn't just come automatic, uh, that it takes effort. Uh, It's just not like I was seeing getting in a hammock and swinging back and forth with an umbrella drink and just letting everything automatically come to you. It takes consistent discipline, persistent effort, uh, massive and action, a massive and consistent action. That's why Benjamin Hardy, Dr. Benjamin Hardy is on this show right now, because I just love to share amazing people with the world, you know, whoever's watching uh, and listening, because after this is over, we're going to have this repurposed into a podcast and audio only and just spread the word 
about amazing people like Dr. Hardy here and uh, appreciate your sharing, you know, because that's that could be considered somewhat intimate by some people about what you do in the morning when you get up. Uh, most entrepreneurs I talk to openly and freely talk about it because they know, like you do, that there's a potential it will help somebody that hasn't established a routine or some kind of habit. And here's the thing I found, uh, Benjamin, is that most entrepreneurs that are successful do have exactly that, a routine. Every single routine differs that I've interviewed uh, on this show. That's not the point. The point for those who don't have one yet, consider following Dr. Hardy's routine first. It's the first one you heard of. If it is, follow it. If it doesn't work, modify it to, your, to suit your needs. Maybe work out later in the afternoon if that works better for you or in the evening. But, you know, I mean, he went through things. He journals. He sets his goals. He sets his mindset. He uh, regulates his emotions by doing all of this. He goes to the gym and works out. There's mind and body. First two are already hit. I love it. And then he gets into writing and, and uh, of blogs and books. There's the business. And he's working on other areas of that. And then he gets scheduled for things like maybe this, this show, all part of the business side. He's got the whole trifecta if you will he's got it all going so follow this guy listen to this guy yeah i will be quiet here in a minute and let him talk more i opened up with the importance of books and reading the right books and i'm just gonna guess i don't know for a fact would you call yourself an avid reader probably yeah i think you know i'm sure that that's how other people would view me <laughs> i don't feel like i read as much as i used to but i probably comparatively i read enormously more than the average person Fantastic. What would be one book that stands out in your mind? And it doesn't have to be business related, just something that had an impact on you. So many, you know, I was looking at your list. I read the compound effect like 10 years ago. That was obviously a goodie. Uh, I loved Covey's work. He wrote a book called spiritual roots of human relations. I don't know. I've read so many at this point. I'm trying to think usually because I'm always actually writing a book, <laughs> like, I'm now just like studying a specific subject. And so that's all I'm thinking about. But uh, I did like the book, The Body Keeps the Score. That's a very important book. There's one other I'll recommend. And that's um, Too Soon Old, Too Late Smart by Gordon Livingston. Awesome. But, you know, what's interesting now is different from what was interesting to me five, five months ago or a year ago, because I'm just focused on something else right now. And so I wanted to share a strategy with folks that are watching and listening now, Benjamin just rattled off several books. And if you didn't catch them and you didn't write them down, replay this video or audio later and get them. And this is what I do. When I hear of recommendations by someone like Dr. Benjamin Hardy that's got that level of success, I don't just write them down. I run out and buy them on Audible and they're in my library. And they'll be next on the list when I get to it uh, without hesitation because you can't get anything better than a recommendation from someone who's achieved success, in my opinion. Uh, unless, you know, and of course, make sure that you vetted that person that they are of integrity and character like Benjamin Hardy is first. But that's a strategy I've used that's been incredibly successful. Every guest expert that comes on here, most of them have recommendations. I'm frantically writing them down. And very often, I will have them purchased right after the show is over. Uh, don't wait and put it in your library and have it ready to go. If Audible is what you do, if you do Kindle, whatever it is, go to Amazon, buy it there. Just get it uh, when Dr. Hardy says it do it. Hey, I think that's your next tagline right there. <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, I opened in, in your bio, you talked about you preparing for an Ironman. Has that since transpired? Or are you still getting ready for that? It got canceled due to COVID-19. I was going to do it this summer. So it's sometime in the foreseeable future. I probably next year. Had you already started training for it? Yeah, I was training for it to some degree. Um, I was going to get ready to really ramp into the training and then COVID hit. And so that obviously stopped the training. <laughs> so but, for, those that, for those that aren't familiar, sorry to interrupt. No, uh, no, no. Ironman is not for the weak of mind or body. It is intense. Could you uh, summarize what an Ironman entails uh, quickly? <laughs> yeah, it's a triathlon i believe it's approximately a two mile swim like a 120 mile bike ride and then a 26 mile run oh yeah yeah you should I mean, do one you, man you, you, had should just, you should just break yourself and just train for one over the next year or two and just see what that evolves into yeah oh my gosh i mean just a two mile swim i got a, i got tired listening to you before you even got to the 120 <laughs> bike ride wow. and I'll, I'll imagine that was probably 
they probably do that over shifting terrain so it's not just a cruise and you're not going on flat or downhill all the time and there's different locations there's yeah. different locations different terrains um to be honest with you i've never done one before so i'm not an expert but that's great there's another great another great uh teaching moment he's getting out of his own comfort zone and he's doing it on purpose and it's a challenge to him it's it's a big challenge for any human being in my personal opinion even when i was young and in tip-top shape i'm not young anymore so that's okay how how long on average do you know it takes to finish one of those like 12 to 15 hours <laughs> 12 to 15 hours of self-inflicted wonderful pain i love it i love it so there you go see this is now what i'm why i'm asking these questions is so that folks can kind of get a better sense of what's going on in your beautiful brain. This is what takes what it takes to become a successful businessman or or person in no matter what you are trying to strive for or achieve. He's not aiming for there's like half triathlons I think. Uh, there's there's just a marathon where all you do is run which is another massive challenge in and of itself. I think triathlon is one of the most grueling and most difficult of all those endurance type what are they called? I can't think of the right word. It's like endurance races or whatnot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, competition. Yeah, so it's like uh, it's it's like the Marine Corps of of competitions. It's the toughest, and so I uh, just point out that Dr. Benjamin Hardy is doing this because he wants to, because he's challenging himself, and that is how successful people think. And now he's not just thinking it. He's he was in the process of getting ready to do. You know, he was already set. I'm going to do it. You can see there was no doubt in his mind, and. Uh, <laughs> Man, where where would that have been held? That one was going to be in California. Really? Yeah, I'm not actually. I can't even remember. My honestly, my friend Dre is the one who kind of organized it, and so I just was, I was just going with the flow. He knew all the details. He knew all the logistics. I was just going to do it with him because ah. it's a lot easier to do something like that with someone else. Obviously. Well, hey, man, let me know when it, it gets revived, and I will do everything I can to be there physically to support you in any way you need. Throw you a drink while you're running by, whatever you need, brother. That would be fun. I don't know if I'll be out there running with you. My knees are uh, not what they used to be, but hey, I'll be there. Um, just let me know. So I guess physical fitness is pretty important to you then, would you say? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Physical yeah. fitness. My brain functions a lot better when I've exercised. Let's just say that. And there's a lot of research to back that up. I recommend people read the book Peak. Uh, no, sorry, not Peak, Spark. Spark is all about how research activates your brain. <laughs> and so a lot of research about like, if you're about to do like a test or if you're about to like go write an article, sprint right before you do it because it like flashes your brain. And so, you know, most of my articles have been written immediately following a workout because I just exercise like crazy. My brain's on fire right after I've just done a journaling session. I'll journal, exercise, extreme intensity. And, you know, that's why the book's called Spark is just because your brain's on a different wavelength immediately following fitness. And so I usually just write for like 60 to 120 minutes right after fitness. That's all I need to do. That's It's not, it's not like you need to work a thousand hours a day. It's about getting yourself in the right state so that while you work, you're actually optimally functioning. Oh, so glad you brought all that up. And, you know, quite often I'll do a quick workout right before this show just to get amped up. You're so right. Uh, I used to have a fitness business for seven years. There's nothing that gets you going more than a good workout. And it doesn't mean you have to go insane and crazy and, and kill yourself and try to be, if you're a guy, you don't need to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. And if you're a woman, you don't need to be a supermodel. It's just about taking care of yourself and optimizing your brain and everything in, in your body as well. Because like I said, the mind and body are a team. Holy smokes, we have a lot of comments coming in here. I'm going to throw up a couple of them. Oh, this is one of my really close friends, Zachary Babcock. I think he's talking about you looking good for 55. No, I'm kidding. That's me. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this. Love you, Dr. Hardy. Timothy McNeely. He was on the show not too long ago. Uh, fantastic. He said he's reading your newest book. So if you've already addressed this, you can tell me to keep reading. Oh, he's got a question for you. What role, if any, does understanding my past self play in creating my future self? Do we have to figure out why we are messed up or can we just focus on creating who we want to be? Wow, great question. That's an awesome question. Um, I think that both are very relevant. Um, I don't think you have to focus on why you're messed up before you can start deciding who you want to be. But at the end of the day, you have to, you have to, you know, choose a different view of your former self. How you see your former self is not actually objective. 
you have a relationship with how you see your past and you can actually change how you see your former self. You can choose to have empathy, compassion, and, and a level of respect for your former self, but also acknowledge that you're no longer that same person. And the truth is, is just you're no longer the same person you were in the past. Even two, three, five years ago, you're a different person, even though you may have already acclimated to your new normal, you're not the same person you were. And so I just think respect your former self, but also acknowledge you're not the same person. You would do things differently now because you now have more wisdom. You're in a different situation. But I think it's an active process. You're always designing your future self, and you're also reframing the meaning of your former self. And we're seeing this on a societal level right now. We're changing the meaning of even like various figures of the nation because of you know recent social you know social issues. And so, with new information comes changing the meaning of the past. And so your your view of the past will always be changing and updating. That's how memory works. That's so awesome because uh, I've I've done this from stage. It's similar to. Oh, I love you too, uh, Timothy. Thanks so much. And Timothy, you're awesome, man. We're happy to be with you, brother. And Prince Io, he's an another amazing, amazing young man. I love this guy. Thanks, Brian, for having Dr. Benjamin Hardy on the show. Love you, bro. Love you too. There's a lot of love going on here. I'm, this is nice. A lot of bromancing going on. But one of the things I like to, uh, a great like metaphor or a, a kind of a similar story is how many times has anyone ever read a book more than once? You know, has anyone done that? And then the second or third time you read it, does it seem like the same book? Is it exactly the same? And every person to a person shakes their head no. And then I say, well, wait. You're down a different place when you're reading it, right? Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, so you're, you're, you mean to tell me that that book that has physical pages with actual written ink words on it, it It's not the same book. It changed? And they're like, well, no. <laughs> no, it did actually because you changed when you were looking at it. And that's, that's, that's actually the key is, is that it's not what you're looking at. It's, it's the eyes you're seeing them through and you know, yeah. you're, you're now a different person. And so that's, that's, what's cool about even just trauma as one example, we all go through painful experiences in the past, but just because something was traumatic in the past doesn't mean it has to remain that way. You can choose to give it a different meaning. You can choose to look at it with more mature perspective. And so, yeah, our, our view of the, that's why the past is never objective from a psychological perspective. The past is just like a book. It's, it, 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 it looks different every time you see it. Yeah, it's very perceptive. Uh, and it's like you say, that's all it is from a psychology perspective. Yeah. And it's interesting. I love this uh, conversation because I learned a lot of what you're talking about when I learned and became certified in neuro linguistic programming. I don't think I'm anywhere close to the level you are with your studies, but they are, I'm hearing very similar things and that they're very, they're resonating very well uh, with what I learned and then practiced. Uh, it's the mind is the most powerful thing any of us have in our own possession. Your mind loves you. It wants to protect you. It wants to heal you. Your subconscious brain is far more powerful than your conscious. And if you're able to tap into that in any way for the greater good, then I recommend people do that. Have you, have you learned about NLP at all? Do you have an opinion of it? I have learned about it. Yeah. I, I generally think it's quite interesting. Uh, I think that there's a lot of good, good stuff there. I haven't spent an enormous amount of time studying. I've more studied general psychology, but I, I think that it, there's a lot of good stuff in there, a lot of true principles. I think that obviously, as we've mentioned it before the show, there's a lot of kind of weirdos who, you know, as a weird kind of get his mind control and manipulation and stuff like that. But that's, I, I, th I generally think there's so many true principles involved with it. I think it's powerful. Yeah, definitely. If you're going to, anybody, if you're going to go down the path of learning NLP or, or uh, getting trained in it or psychology or anything for that matter, be sure to vet the person that's that's doing it so that, you know, like, uh, yeah, you definitely want to be careful and, and make sure that you're getting it from a reputable individual or organization for sure. I definitely did that because my, you know, I'm very guarded with my mind, or at least I used to be until I learned that it's going to take a lot to crack this, this thick skull uh, and change my value system. And that's, that's a, that was a comforting thing, but knowing that you're with somebody who's there to care for you and love you, just like you would be uh, for all of your clients. Speaking of that, I want to segue over to your business, if we might, uh, Benjamin, because I'm really deeply curious exactly what you're up to now. You know, what is your what is your client base? What is your avatar, your ideal client look like right now? And how do you serve them with what you're doing today? Yeah, so I, I write books. I produce online like courses, essentially year long experiences. I've got a course called AMP. It's the Accelerated Momentum Program. Basically, the people I'm looking for, the people who are interested in my work are generally people who are ready to go to another level in their self-improvement, creating a future self, 
actually wanting science-based strategies for making immense progress in a year-long pace. And so, you know, my, people who I think are interested in my work are generally educated people. They want actual, like, real concrete science-based work that's grounded, that actually produces results. And yeah, kind of like you said, just actual stuff that works. So yeah, my my business is pretty simple. I do a lot of blogging, podcasting, and writing books. And then for people who want to go deeper, offer various programs on different subjects. And on that note, right before the show, Benjamin agreed to basically give a gift to everyone. And it's a 30-day training program that you can get for free. He sells it right now. And he has a lot of people who have purchased it. So we're looking at high value here. So stick on to the end. So we'll reveal that at the same time or really close to when we do the uh, vacation giveaway. Uh, you, you don't want to miss that because anytime you're given some something of value by someone of Dr. Hardy's stature, jump at it and look at them. I mean, listen to them. Do you think you're going to get hit back up with some hard sell tactics? No. I mean, look at his demeanor and the way he acts. He's I'm just not, uh, definitely not here to sell you anything. And even, <laughs> but, but I would say, please buy my book actually. But yeah. I, aside from that, we will give you the future self program. That's totally <laughs> fine. We would, we would love to give you that future self program. <laughs> yeah. And so that's the thing. And you know what, for me, from my vantage point, I hope you do sell people because that's how you and your business grows. And then you can serve more people as a result. And so it's selling is actually not a dirty word. It's actually a beautiful, gorgeous, gem of a word because without it we wouldn't have we wouldn't have services like yours at all yeah it's an invitation to commit to a bigger future that's really what you're doing when you're selling someone something is is you're inviting them to commit to a bigger future and um i'd love it if somebody wrote that down if you yeah if you believe in what you're doing you're that's what you're doing you know and, and what's really great about it and i genuinely believe in this because i invest a lot of money in my business and in my self improvement and in my network and in my relationships is when you actually do buy something that someone's selling, your identity changes. You know, you you become more committed to the future that you actually want. And that that obviously changes your identity, which changes your behavior, which ultimately changes your outcomes. And so I've, you know, I've I've invested a lot of a lot and I continue to invest a lot in my education and in my my knowledge. You got guys wanting to hug you, man. So Timothy McNeely says, Can I hug you? Powerful. Wow, love that. Look at our past self with empathy, something we were talking about moments ago. And this is uh, this is something that I learned to come to grips with when you know when you first start out as an entrepreneur. I remember that where you're almost ashamed to ask for the sell, and that's a common trait amongst people starting out. Not everybody, but a large number. And that was me. And I'm like, well, I'm asking somebody for money. Do I really feel right about it? Well, the thing is, if the product or the service produces results that helps them, then it's not just something that you should do. It's your responsibility to do it because. If they don't take the next step and buy what you're selling and offering, then it will be a disservice to them because they won't improve. And so yeah. once I got that at a deep level, it became like super powerful. Like you said, it's not selling. What was the phrase you used? I want somebody to type that in the comments if they're uh, for those that are watching. Invitation to commit to the future? Probably just like an invitation to commit to their own bigger future. That was it. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm continuing to learn that lesson that you've described. When I recently launched my book, I was being, I think often people are not overt when it comes to offering their services or selling. They'll like, they'll tr- they'll try to be bold. They'll try to be inspirational. They'll try to be powerful, but they won't just directly say, would you please just get this program or please buy my book? And one of the things, and like literally the more just direct and honest and simple you can, and just by simply telling someone, get this, this will help you. I've been blown away. Like, I mean, when I was, you know, in the middle of my book launch, I was trying to inspire the heck out of people to go get the book and all sorts of stuff. And then at the end of it, I just started to like, cause I, I had a specific goal. I started to get desperate. And I ultimately just said, will you please go buy my book? <laughs> and when I just started to be honest, all of a sudden thousands of people went and did it. Mm. And so I think that, you know, I'm constantly learning as well, you know, the power of inviting people to take that next step, which involves generally an exchange of money. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, money is just, a mindset. And so the more, the more investments you make in your future self, obviously the expanded your subconscious becomes around money, the less you fixate on it and the more you can invite more of it into your life. God, this is gold. Gosh, I can't write fast enough. I'm taking notes myself. I'm running the dang show and I've got writer's cramp and it's a great thing. So 
money is just a mindset and everything you just said, just, oh my gosh, a whirlwind of activity went off into my brain about everything you said is absolutely, in my, my humble opinion, true. The more you commit to yourself, to your future, I remember making those decisions long ago about paying a lot of money to go through advanced NLP training. And it flipped a switch in my brain when I said yes. And it flipped a switch that propelled me forward, not just pushed me forward, but propelled me forward in my life and in my future business from that day forward. And after that happened, it's kind of like working out, Dr. Hardy. It's like once you've done it a few times and you've gotten past the soreness and you get to feel those endorphins and it feels good, and then you stop for a while, you're like, I need to do that again, right? It's the same thing when you commit to something, you go, that was really a good decision. And if you start to retract later and say, well, I'm not going to commit to that program and go to your old habits, that'll kick in. It did for me. And I've always I've said yes to anything that I know is right for me, even if I didn't have the money in the bank account at that moment. And it's somehow, some way, it amazingly always worked out. Always. Material, so the money materialized in some form or fashion. Yeah, or or you you just have that conversation. Look, I want to do this. I don't have the full amount right now. Can we work out a payment plan? And you know, they don't offer it from stage, but sometimes they'll say, Yeah, let's let's work it out. You know, you can just get creative, but you have to say yes. If you don't say yes, you'll never know. You know, yes to yourself, yes to them. Say, I want to do this. Yes. Fantastic. All right. Gosh, there was so much more I wanted to cover on that, but uh, we have another question from Robert San Luis. Is Medium still the platform you favor? Guessing you have more than one, but is that your go-to? It's a complicated answer, Robert, but I guess I'll say yes. I haven't actually used Medium as much as I used to just because I've been so focused on other forms of marketing and other forms of communication. Mostly I'm deep in writing books, but Medium is still good. I will say it's not as approachable as it used to be. There's now literally, I don't even know how many active writers on Medium. And so it's, it's a lot tougher. They're a lot more controlling of the narrative as far as like the people who control the algorithms. They definitely have their own political views. They definitely control what goes where. But, but I will say it is an amazing platform. I would say it's still the best platform for anyone who's trying to uh, break out as a writer and trying to get an audience and trying to practice. Uh, there's a lot of great writers there and there's a lot of great writing there. And it is still possible to get discovered there. It's still possible to have your work be syndicated onto huge platforms like you know the Forbes, Forbes and all sorts of things. You can get your work captured on many great platforms. And also you can still get lots of email subscribers through Medium. They, for, you know, so one of the things that I've done, you know, so at the bottom of all my articles, there's a call to action, which takes people to a landing page where I give away a free checklist. And that's how I've gotten hundreds of thousands of email subscribers for a long time. They actually stopped allowing you to do that, but they've recently allowed that privilege back where you can actually market on your articles. And so you, you know, if you go to Benjamin Hardy on medium and look at the bottom of all my articles, you'll see a little link that takes people to my website, which is where they can opt in which takes them to a webinar, which ultimately invites them into the program, which is $147, which is the one we're giving you guys for free. But um, yeah, I think it's still a great platform. And I'm planning on using it a lot more actually on the back half of this year. Now that I've launched the book, I'm going to definitely be writing again a ton on Medium. And one thing I would just invite everyone to do who's thinking about blogging or doing any form of practicing teaching of content, um, just do it. I love the quote, better prolific than perfect. Uh, even when you've like literally I've written hundreds and hundreds of articles. My blogs have been read by over a hundred million people. And I still sometimes get, I still have a hard time getting myself to just write an article. I still question whether my work's any good and I still have to just get myself to just write. And so I just invite and encourage you to just go and do it. Just, just write imperfect work, study the work that works, you know, study the articles that are going viral or study the platforms that are already succeeding and just throw it, throw it out there. Better prolific than perfect. There's a man who practices what he preaches, you know, taking massive action, getting out of his comfort zone. He does exactly what it takes to become successful. Uh, he's uncomfortable in doing it, even to this day. I am Johnny Carson. Uh, I still am, I, seriously. I've already, I had a hard time getting myself to blog all week this week. <laughs> like, what do I write? What do I say? You know, what were you going to say about Johnny Carson? Yeah, well, it's amazing because a lot of people don't even know who that is. So that shocks me. But he, he was the predecessor to Jay Leno on The Tonight Show, for those of you that know who Jay Leno is. And before that was Jimmy Fallon. So hopefully that helps. But <laughs> he did this every night. He came out, well, every weeknight. He came out and did 
a monologue and, and conducted a, a show every single night of the week and in front of millions of people. And he confided in someone and told them and admitted that he was shaking in his boots each and every show before the curtain opened. That's a professional that does it for a living every single day. And if it's okay for him to be a little bit nervous and anxious, then it's okay for you to be as well. That's what I wanted to impart. That well, I've actually heard that if you're not nervous and anxious, you're actually doing the wrong thing. Because if you're on autopilot, if it, then you've no longer, then you're no longer doing it with emotion. You're no longer doing it with passion. You're no longer taking risks. You're no longer trying new things. And so actually, if you don't feel those emotions, then you probably shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Totally agree. That I remember, my gosh, that's amazing. Because all the way back to school, I always prided myself on kicking butt. I had a, I'm not going to go into it. I had a, a very good GPA. Um, but I remembered vividly, if I went into a test day, not nervous, I did horrible, meaning I got a B instead of an A. But I always did not do as well if I didn't have some nerves. And I was like, what is that about? I thought I was, I had this, right? But it's so true. That's a good sign. And what I love about it is it's like, um, it's productive nervous energy. Because especially like before you go up on stage to do a, to speak, I get so amped and excited and I use it for the betterment and go up on stage with a lot of energy and transfer it into positive energy and just make it about them, not about me. That's what that's where the nerves come from, really, because you're thinking about what are people thinking about me when I write it. But what if you channel it and say, what kind of impact can this have on them and how can I best serve them? Then that you'll see it dissipate. It works every single time uh, when you shift the focus from yourself to those who you're trying to serve. And so fantastic. I love it. The questions are coming in, but I wanted to, you, you mentioned your book several times. So uh, we did not script this. I just was ready to have this at, at the beck and call of this wonderful studio we're working in right now. And I wanted to showcase it for just a moment and give you a moment to talk about the book, why you wrote it and why people should read it. There it is. There it's it called, is. Yeah. It's called personality. Isn't permanent. Uh, came out last month. And yeah, uh, this is, if you read this book, I am confident it will rock your world. <laughs> It'll teach you really how to let go of the past because for most people, the past is the thing guiding their behavior for various reasons, whether it's unresolved trauma, whether it's their identity, which is stuck in the past, whether it's their subconscious, which we've already kind of brought up or their environment. And the goal of this book is to teach you how your future self can be the thing driving your behavior. That's actually what you want. You want to wake up and you want your future self to be driving your behavior. Whereas for most people, it's literally the past or their current environment that's driving their behavior. And so this book, uh, it just teaches you how personality transforms. Personality is a byproduct. Um, it's, not, it's not the cause, but a lot of people, they, they think that their personality is who they are. And there's a lot of research to disprove that. Your personality has actually already changed. Anyone who's listening to this, think about who you were 10 years ago. You're probably not the same person. You probably want different things. You probably see the world differently. You probably have different habits. You're not the same person you used to be, and your future self is actually going to be far different than you even think they're going to be. As a rule, we underpredict how much we're going to change in the future, and we assume that who we are right now is who we're always going to be, which is false. And so this book teaches you how to choose your future self and use that as the basis for your identity and your behavior so that, it ultimate, so that ultimately you can become the person you want to be and create the outcomes you want. And so I definitely recommend you buy this book. It's going to, I guarantee this book's going to be what they call, a, oh, it's a quake book. I guarantee this book's going to be a quake book for most people who read it. Even if you've read 100 self-improvement books, this book's going to quake. <laughs> it's a quake book or books that shock your system because I just think that there's a lot in this book that takes kind of a lot of the concepts to the next level. So I invite you to read it or listen to it if you're an audible person, because I'm an audible person as well. And I'm not the one who did the audiobook. Someone with a much better voice than mine. Oh, uh, man. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, no, the person who did the audiobook is a true professional. He's actually one of my favorite audiobook, you know, narrators. He's done most of my favorite audiobooks. And so I requested him and the audiobook is exceptional. Is that on Audible? Of course. So yeah, it's also available on Amazon and Audible. I honestly don't remember where this link takes you, but uh, I don't think it matters because Robert San Luis has already purchased it. He said, I just bought your book. So fantastic. Nice, man. And Timothy is telling folks, buy it now. It's so hopeful. Yeah, my gosh. I hope somebody write in the comments, uh, choose your, your future self. That's a powerful statement right there because you can literally choose who you want to become. 
That is basically what uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy is telling you right now. And get that book, and you'll see exactly how you can do that. Uh, it's it's powerful. I mean, who wouldn't want to choose how they're going to be presented in the world going forward? What well, is your, your personality can be flexible, by the way. It doesn't have to be rigid. I think a lot of people, they genuinely think who they are is who they are, and they base how they yep. see themselves on past performance. But what's really cool, just as kind of a last thought, where the whole field of positive psychology has gone. So for 100 years, the field of psychology assumed that your behavior was completely driven by the past. Well, a lot of research these days in positive psychology actually shows that your behavior is actually driven by your view of your future. Mm. Um, the challenge is that most people don't spend much time imagining their future self. They're not actively creating a future self, and they're not being aggressive. It's, it can't just be in your head. Um, your identity is the story you tell about yourself. And so if you're serious about creating a specific and valued version of your future, you need to start telling people about it. It can't just be something in your head. You have to start telling people, this is what I really want. Start getting support. Start investing money into that new goal. Start changing your environment. But if you turn a goal and in, in a future identity into behavior and into action uh, and into like a changed environment where you're blocking out things that maybe used to you know, distract you or whatnot, then you, you will become that person. And so that's, that's definitely the invitation of the book. I cannot impart upon the viewers and listeners right now how incredibly powerful what you're seeing is. It, it's just unbelievably powerful. Uh, I especially love your statement, behavior is driven by your view of your future. It's and true. all you have to do is change your own view of your own future self. You know, it's just, it's, it, it, that actually is a shocking, humble reality is that everything that you and I are doing and everything that even the listeners are doing is a reflection of their own view of their future. And so if you look at the behavior of anyone, all you're seeing is, is people acting based on their own view of their future. And a lot of people haven't spent too, too much time thinking about it. For most people, their future looks quite similar to their present. But, you know, you know when someone is making big moves that they've got a big future because they're actually trying to do big things. And so, yeah, that's, it, it's crazy. A lot of people, when they look at people, they're like, oh, that's just who he is. But what you're actually seeing is someone behaving towards a future. Therefore, what you said is exactly right. We need to really think about the future that we're actually imagining because that's the thing driving our current behavior. Now, there's other things that happen that can steal our dreams. And that is oftentimes those that are closest to us will say, there's no way you're going to be able to afford that massive house. So there's no way you're going to be able to achieve that dream. And then we will succumb to that because they love us. And we decide that that is how we're going to see our future. Uh, so you need kind of a thick shell to be developed. Also, you need a, a defense mechanism of some kind. At least I think you would. Do you, do you agree with that? Do you address that at all in your book or in your teachings? <laughs> Definitely, my friend. Yeah, I think that... Um... You know, your current environment, which includes your relationships, the roles you're in, those things are definitely situated to keep you where you are. But I, I, I genuinely find that be, that's why I said you can't just imagine your future self. You have to actually start having conversations and telling people about who you genuinely want to be. And that often requires changing the nature of your relationships. The relationships may no longer be able to function very well because your future self is different from all the behaviors relevant to that relationship. And so, yeah, you have to change your relationship. But I think that one of my favorite quotes actually comes from Alcoholics Anonymous. The quote is that you're only as sick as your secrets. So as people were as sick as their secrets. And so one of the things you certainly don't want to keep secret is your future self or the person you want to be. If you're too afraid to admit to people that that's who you want to be and instead you're just, you know. Yeah. You're just being comfortable because you're, you know, your relationships have seen you a certain way for so long. People have a strong need to be consistent with, with, who they've been. And so people will often choose to be consistent with who they've been versus being consistent with who they want to be. But what happens when you start telling people aggressively about who you really want to be? And by the way, I know when someone's getting ready to overcome an addiction is when they start telling people, I've got a problem and I'm ready to change. And this is who I really want to be. And I want some help. Like once people actually start communicating their values and their goals and their desires, then they start to materialize a lot faster because you'll have a need or a desire to be consistent with what you've said. Yeah, I mean, how many times have you, the viewers and listeners, heard the term speak it into existence, right? Meaning verbally say it out loud in conversation. how it works, man. It's how it works. Exactly. And now you're listening to an expert in this field that is telling you that's how it works. So I'm gonna, do you care if I just speak something into existence real quick? 
please do. So I just want to say this because you've said it. My number one goal right now is to sell 10 million copies of this book. And I'm just saying, I'm speaking that into existence. I, I, I'm just because you said it now, I'm just going to say, I don't know fully what that means, but uh, I agree with it. And I know it's probably going to happen now. <laughs> I love it. And I'm going to speak into existence at this show. Speak some stuff into existence right now, dude. <laughs> this show will reach 10 million daily viewers and subscribers. That's going to be uh, crushing it. I love the 10 million. And guess what? On this show, you are already one closer to reaching that mark. <laughs> it's awesome because we already have a gentleman who has purchased your book while watching. That is a That's an action taker, Robert. Good job for doing that. Uh, commend you for that. Uh, you already know about, uh, I know Robert personally. I've met him uh, years ago. He's a phenomenal entrepreneur in his own right. And that's, that's the other thing is, you know, surround yourself with people that help lift you and nurture you in a positive direction that aren't going to be naysayers when you speak out these things into existence that may seem wild and outlandish to them. But when you believe it and you know it's true, the thing is, I like to use it now as a measuring stick, uh, Benjamin, and that is if I say something and someone goes, what are you talking about? I said, oh, good. I'm under the right thing then, right? I turn it around. I said, oh, good. You're saying no. That means it's going to happen, baby, because I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to turn up the flame on that puppy. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff, man. I love it. I just hit order 10 million and but my credit card got declined. That was awesome. <laughs> Timothy McNeely, he's there to support. Yes. Thank you, my friend, thank you. That would have been really nice. That would have been a very fast goal achievement. Yeah, and you know, who's to say it won't happen in the very near future because look, this show is going places. I'm not kidding. Uh we got we keep raising the bar. People like you, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, that You're going to have Wes Brown on here soon, my man. Yeah, I don't know where you came from, but I am so glad that you came across, applied to be on this show probably months ago because I had a long list of people waiting. Uh, not to pat myself on the back, it's just we do this once a Nothing week. Nothing wrong with that, man. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's, but it's only once a week. There's not very many uh, shows coming up. But yeah, Les Brown just agreed to come on. He's coming on Tuesday. I'm very excited about that. Uh, so yeah, 10 million Viewers and subscribers, 10 million. You're already there as far as I'm concerned, man. I love you, brother. And so are you with the book because guess what? This this show, when it's over, it ain't over. It's going It's going to be recorded video. It's going on 25 podcast platforms. It's going to be repurposed into written material and on and on and on, baby. So this will live on long after this live show is over. There's a so, lot of um, – there's a lot of there's – a, there's a quote for – I've got a quote for you. It's from Florence Shin. Have you ever heard of Florence Shin? S-H-I-N. S-H-I-N-N. No, I have not. Florence. Uh, this was written probably early 1900s. But she, she wrote, faith knows it has already received and acts accordingly. I think that's a pretty good quote. Faith knows it has already received and acts accordingly. There's a similar quote from Neville Goddard. And uh, he said, assume the feeling of your wish fulfilled. Assume, assume the feeling of your wish fulfilled. The reason that's kind of vitally important, honestly, is because the emotions that you have on a daily basis are what actually form your body. Your body is actually a chemical system. That's why we get addicted to dopamine. And so when you're assuming a bigger future, it actually impacts obviously your subconscious, um, which is your physical body. And that changes your physiology. It changes everything. So it's really important. That's why I think morning journaling, morning gratitude, obviously are very important, but also just literally visualizing your future self and then telling people that that's what you're going to do and then investing money into relationships and skills and things like that that will actually help you get there. You just hit on a very important element. We only got three minutes until we're at the top of the hour. Do you mind going a little bit longer because we still got a little bit more to cover? But uh, I hope I'm just going to say you're going to say yes because you can't go anywhere. It's my show. No, I'm kidding. Um, fantastic. That uh, Assume the feeling of what you wish to have fulfilled. Very important about that, the emotion, is when you're journaling, try to get, not try, get in the habit of emotionally charging what you're writing. And so feel it, be it, uh, get in the element. I mean, where are you when you're writing it? Where, when you're writing, I, I just got, I just moved into my massive house. Feel where you're at, you know, smell what you would smell there. Feel the sun, wherever you happen to be, and emotionally charge it in a positive way. Because here's with, a pro tip for you, by the way. Pardon? Do that. Here's a pro tip for you, by the way. Do that oh. same thing when you're writing to people. That, like when you're blogging, oh. infuse it with all that crazy emotion that you're just describing right now. Ooh. That's what makes things go viral. 
Nobody has, I've never heard that before. I'm sure it's been said before, or maybe not, but. Hmm. Well, think about it. What you're just describing is writing in your journal with all that emotion. But if you can, when you're writing, or even maybe let's just say doing an interview, but like when you're, um, when I'm writing, it, the goal is to pack that style of emotion in. And that's really what knocks people down with the writing. I mean, you just made me think of so many things, like how many people could do that? on every post on social media, right? And all you have to do is get yourself into the emotional state right. right from that emotion. And if someone did that, they'd be a lot more effective at what they do. Well, I'm, that's where I was going is you made me think back to those times where I go, how come some of my posts get such great response and others don't? I know it's because of what you just said. That's Sometimes it. I'm really excited and I'm typing it and I was like, bam, 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 like, 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 comment, comment. Oh, the emotion comes through the writing. Like yeah. that, that, that's why it's such a powerful medium. <laughs> and so like when you're reading, something that's good it's because that they, the person behind the writing had emotion when they were throwing it on the page my goodness copywriters are you listening bloggers are you listening social media posters are you oh my god uh, yeah and that was a happy uh. all right <laughs> we're getting close to the end but i like to ask one final question uh of every entrepreneur that i have on this show uh definitely still have our giveaways and i'm going to get to that in a moment um i like to end every show with each of my guests, you included with the same exact question. And the interesting thing is it's a very powerful question. And that's the reason I, I ask it of every guest expert who comes on and it can be deep. It can be personal. It's entirely up to each individual, how they react to it and how they respond. And so um, I love this question because it's very powerful. Uh, but before I do that, I did promise everyone, how they could enter to win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort, compliments of TheBigInsiderSecrets.com. And to do that, stick with us. We still have that big question, and we have Benjamin's big giveaway as well. You now have both Benjamin and my permission to pull out that smartphone right now. You can do that. Um, just temporarily stay with the show because to enter – you will need that smartphone to do the following. I'll put it up on the screen. So go to your messaging app where you would text message someone. And instead of typing in a name, type in this phone number, 661-535-1624. And then where you would actually type in the message, where you would put emojis, none of that. Don't put any emojis. Just type in the word peak, P-E-A-K. And then hit that little send icon. You will automatically be entered for a random drawing to win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort. Compliments once again of the BigInsiderSecrets.com. One more time, that phone number, 661-535-1624. And then text the word PEAK, P-E-A-K. Uh, send that along, and you will be entered, and we will announce it on social media platforms. You will be contacted directly, so be ready to be responded to via text because we will be looking for a little bit more information to send this amazing prize your way. On that note, we have another wonderful, wonderful prize by the very man that you are looking at right now. That's him, not me. Benjamin Hardy has an amazing, amazing offer of his own. And I'm just going to put your website as a backdrop up as you explain what this is, if that's okay with you, Mr. Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Absolutely. <clears throat> so that is my website. If you act, it's benjaminhardy.com. If you put your email into there, it would take you to, it would actually, you would get two things. You would get immediately emailed to a future self checklist. So by the way, there's a lot of research on this topic now in psychology about future self and about how that should be the basis of your decision-making, but you would get a future self checklist sent to your email that would teach you how to ultimately become your desired future self. And then you would go to a 23 minute webinar, which would offer you a 30 day future self program for $147. So I'm actually just going to give it to you because you're on the show. So it's 30 days of emails, coaching videos, journal prompts, and ultimately challenges to push you way outside your comfort zone. Cause by the way, your personality and your comfort zone are the exact same thing. Anything outside of your comfort zone is probably going to be outside of your personality which would you know ultimately create a lot of peak experiences and ultimately a lot of growth so uh yeah you can get you can just have the future self program is all you have to do i think there's instructions is email ben at benjaminhardy.com and mention mind body business that's all you got to do 
and just say, you know, Ben said he would give me the 30 day future self program. We will just put you in the system and you'll immediately get access to that program and you'll start getting 30, 30 days of coaching and content to hopefully put yourself in a very different place 30 days from now. So go ahead and just email Ben at BenjaminHarry.com, mention Mind Body Business, and we will immediately grant you free access to this program, which currently over 3,000 people are going through this very moment. That tells you a lot right there. I mean, there are thousands of people are already going through it. That shows there's a lot of value, and they paid for it. You get it for free. All you have to do is, once again, email Ben at BenjaminHardy.com and just mention Mind Body Business. It could be in the subject line in the body. Uh, either way works, and he will grant you free access to this amazing 30-day program. So that is by itself and in and of itself absolutely amazing. And other people agree that, Ben, you're awesome. I love your work. Absolutely spot on, Lacey Jones. So, yeah, absolutely a wonderful, wonderful show, and we're not done yet. So stay with us. We still have that very important and very impactful question to ask this amazing young man. So, Benjamin Hardy, this question, here's the thing. There is absolutely no such thing as a wrong answer. Okay. It's impossible. You got me nervous with all this buildup. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm not going to answer. I'm kidding. Just kidding. So, yeah, and here, actually the exact opposite is, is actually true, is the only correct answer is yours because it is it is personal in nature it's not digging down deep into personal it's just personal it's it's unique to you that's a better way to describe it so with that are you ready nope but let's do it 100% ready he's ready he's ready he's an action taker he's going <laughs> all right here we go dr benjamin hardy how do you define success uh i would say Probably just being the best version of yourself according to what you currently know. You know, so what I'm going to define as success in the future is going to be different because hopefully I know better in the future, but I know I will because your future self always is going to be in a different place. So, yeah, I think it's just living to the best of your current knowledge, the best of your current abilities, and the best of your current beliefs. I think that that's, that's success. And not clinging to where you're at in the present. Your future self is where you should be focused. The present is very temporary, so don't overly obsess about who you are right now. And um, yeah, that's it. Fantastic. This this may shock you, but uh, you're this is I don't know show one hundred six, one hundred seven, something like that. No two people have answered that the same way. No two people. It's still going. I'm like, there's got to be at some point someone's going to answer it the same way as a prior guest. That's why it's so unique and so personal. I love it. And the other thing that's really interesting. Uh, Dr. Hardy is not a single person, not one, had the answer that was money centric, like, oh, when I make X million dollars, anything like that. Nope. One actually mentioned, you know, the importance of making money, but the purpose of it was for liberation and to be able to serve more people. So the underlying reason wasn't money, it was to help more people. And that's what I found uh, incredibly interesting because these are coming from successful people that have mindsets of abundance versus scarcity, just like you. So appreciate you, my friend. Is there any final parting words of advice you would like to give our wonderful guests who've been watching and paying attention so well and loving every moment of everything you've said? Nope. Just have a beautiful night. Definitely wake up tomorrow and journal about your future self and do something tomorrow that your future self would do. <laughs> and also, I invite you to evaluate your current behavior and ask yourself how many of these things are not going to be part of your future self's life because... They're kind of in contradiction to who you want to be and maybe start to uh, remove some of those things and start implementing more things that your future self would have you do. A wise, wise man. Timothy McNeely agrees. All joking aside, thank you for the amazing impact you have had on my life and helping me be better every day. Uh, Timothy, you were amazing on the show as well. Go watch that past show. Go to the mindbodybusinessshow.com and you can also watch Timothy McNeely's show with yours truly, another value pack show. Thanks so much for coming on and, uh, joining us and being there with us all of you who commented who participated most especially this wonderful man right here dr benjamin hardy that gave us his time the most valuable asset resource any of us have um don't i never take it lightly so i appreciate you beyond words i thank you kind sir 
And all of you that have watched live and those that of you are watching recording or listening to the recording, appreciate you as well. I hope you got value. I hope you took notes. And I hope, number one, you take action on those notes just as our expert, Dr. Hardy, recommends you do. All right. That's it. We're going to call it a, a show. I am Brian Kelly, the host of the Mind Body Business Show. On behalf of the amazing Dr. Benjamin Hardy, thank you so much for watching and listening and be blessed. We will see you again very, very soon. Bye-bye now. Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. My name is Brian Kelly.